This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi, and thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast, where you're going to be hearing from Emily Thomas, who is the founder of Canine Trail Time, which is a Canacross equipment business and community. And Emily also has another business, a hydrotherapy centre called Canactive over in Gloucestershire, where she lives. Emily is talking about publicity in this podcast and how she decided she wanted to raise the profile of both of her businesses outside of her local community and Canacross community. Particularly with Canicross, Emily was really well known in the Canicross world, but she decided she wanted to reach more people by raising her profile in the media. Emily talks about how she went about being featured in the media, all of the strategies that she followed to feature in huge newspapers like The Sun, The Daily Mail. She's also been on radio shows. She's been in Edition Dog. She's been in Trail Running Magazine. She talks about the impact it had on her business. And the most important thing that she shares here, I think, is how she went about getting the most when it came to publicity from putting in the smallest amount of time and how she worked in getting press coverage into all of the other activities she was doing to promote her business. So I think you're going to learn loads from this episode. I absolutely love Emily and all that she stands for. I've been working with her for just over six months now and she's done some incredible things. She really is a total powerhouse and I think you will really enjoy this episode if you're looking to raise the profile of your pet business and you're not quite sure whether publicity is right for you and whether getting media coverage is going to have the impact that you hope for. So I'm going to hand you over to Emily now. You're going to learn loads from this chat and thanks so much to Emily for coming on the show and being so just so brilliant um, and sharing everything that you do. So now on for the main part of the show. Emily, first of all, thank you so much for coming along and joining me on the podcast. Oh, my pleasure. It's great to be here. Thank you. Okay, so I think it'd be really helpful to start with um, if you can explain a little bit about your backgrounds and what you do in your various different businesses. <laughs> so I set up a business called Canine Trail Time back in 2012 because I could see that there was a need for a kit retailer in the UK to to retail Canicross equipment. There were a few people that were doing bits and bobs of of Canicross equipment, but nobody who really specialised in all the different types of harnesses and belts and lines. And there was also no central place for people to get information about how to choose any of this equipment or how to actually get started. So I set out to sort of provide that service. Um, I've got a website which has all the the kit on that you can buy, but I've also got a blog which has got hundreds now of informative blogs on there to just uh, give people the information that they need before they get started. So I've been doing that since 2012. And then in 2018, I decided I wanted to do it a little bit more on the sort of physical side of, of working with dogs. And I've got a particular interest in, I suppose it comes from the harness fitting in the way that dogs move and gait analysis and looking at their structural system. And so I decided to, to do a course in hydrotherapy. And thankfully, a friend of mine was also interested in doing that. 
and is also quite keen to to get sort of a business going on the back of it. So we set up Canactive Hydrotherapy Centre in 2019, just before the pandemic hit. Um, but we're we're beginning to make waves with that now as well for. Uh, rehabilitation not just keeping dogs fit with the hydrotherapy which was the original aim but we're actually working with a lot of rehabilitation dogs now which is massively rewarding and not where I'd sort of seen it starting out but that's where it's gone so it's been it's been another learning curve for me. Wow okay so brilliant combination of businesses there and and I know that we've talked about some of the some of the uh, rehabilitation cases that you've been working on at Connective as well which hopefully in the not too distant future people will be reading about or watching about or listening about so I know you've got some great stories going on there um, and like I've done as you know I do a little I attempt to do Canicross I'm not very good at it but it's something that I've you know I've tried to do um, and you know I've been obviously seeing the stuff that you do and all of the everything that you've got on your website it's just brilliant and following you on social media and seeing how involved you are in that community is just it's like it's just you know I just buzz seeing the stuff that you do can you just paint a bit of a picture about like what you do with the business so you go to like lots of different shows and that kind of thing and you're at events so can you tell us a little bit more about that yeah well I mean it all sort of got born out of the the fact that I was going to events anyway and um I I spent every weekend pretty much at a Canicross event and aside from the fact that we've not been able to do that for the last uh, you know 18 months I will be going back to doing that as well because I compete a lot with my dogs as well <laughs> and don't get me wrong I'm not I'm not like a, a racer I'm not I'm not very athletic but I really enjoy going to new places and going out and, and competing with my dogs in the canny cross classes so I take a trade stand along to most of these events and um, make the most of the fact that everybody there is is interested and involved in the sport and you know they want to see the kit that's available and try it on their dog because quite honestly that's the best way to get the right equipment for you is to actually be there and try it on the dog and see how the dog moves in it so, yeah, I go all around the country whenever I can. Uh, never enough for most of my customers because I always get requests to go to far-flung places around the UK. But um, I try and get to as many different places as I can and sort of see as many different people as possible um, because it, it's it's actually, you know, it's it's actually something that I really enjoy doing is going out and meeting all the people that are out there getting involved with running with their dogs as well. So. We talked, you touched briefly on lockdown and what, where we've been. So we're recording this podcast. It'll be going out beginning of September 2021. So we'll have been 18 months in lockdown by then, won't we? And I wanted to ask you as well, because I guess when you were growing canine child time, going out and doing the events and seeing people face to face would have been a big part of it. But what was it like for you when you went from going to events all the time one minute to I can't leave my house the next? How did that impact on, on your business? Well, I... I panicked I think you know a lot of people did sort of panic um and particularly because for me the the trade stand was such a big part of my business um and and generating not just uh, an income but also you know people like to buy from people that they know mm -hmm. and because I go to the events and people know me they trust me so that you know they're quite happy to then buy from me um 
And yeah, I had a couple of weeks where I really thought, oh my goodness, how on earth am I going to deal with this? And the orders and the inquiries started trickling in and then it sort of flooded in. And I was like, this is incredible. People are actually, people that probably wouldn't have thought about Canny Crossing because they've got time to research things on the internet and they've got time to to sort of investigate a new hobby or, or a new sort of pastime and coupled with the fact that we were only allowed out really once to exercise so people were trying to find ways to combine their own exercise with their dog's exercise it meant that I saw a massive massive increase in the online um, side of, of canine trail time which it was um, a relief as a small business owner um, and I just started trying to find ways to then reach more people let them know about canny cross and you know discover the sport and give them the information that they needed without what i feel is a really big part of canny cross normally and that's the social groups the the local social groups and without those i wanted to try and get information across to people so that they felt confident going out on their own um, and had a little bit of of knowledge before they started so that's no, it's really interesting to hear because I know we've talked about the increase in canning cross in lockdown and you've given me like for one of the articles that we worked on, you gave me your kind of percentage and increase in sales, which was really interesting. But um, I love what you talked about there about kind of being really being really responsive to what people needed in that moment. So it was people, I guess, a bit like me, really, where they might have been to a club once or twice, but they wanted to go out on their own and know that they were going to be safe and know that they're doing everything right and the dog was safe. And I know from like looking on your website and seeing the stuff that you do, you just give, you are like, you know, the epitome of they ask you answer, aren't you? You always give people whatever it is that they need. And I think that's a really, really, it's fantastic for you because you just do it naturally, don't you? I think, but it means that people do keep coming back and they do, you build brilliant relationships and you build that trust and everything, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I a lot of people. It's it's funny because a lot of people obviously have interactions with me, and um, I'll remember them based on something that they've said, usually related to their dog. But then, if I actually like, I've met a couple of the people that I I was in touch with over lockdown, and of course, I don't actually know who they are in person, and they come up and they're, "Are you Emily?" and I'm like yes who are you like I can't you know I can't place them until they sort of start giving me a bit of a, a backstory but it's it's very sort of strange to think that a lot of people have have turned to me for advice and everything and and feel like they know me um which is nice but obviously I I don't I don't know other than what the little bits that, that of conversation that we had I don't know them particularly well so it's going to be really nice for me to get back out and actually, you know, the amount of times I've said to people, you know, hopefully I'll see you at an event at some point now because they're all starting up again. And there will be this whole sort of new wave of canny crossers who are out there, hopefully going to come to some of the events that will have sort of had a relationship with me. But I, I you know, I haven't met them in person. So I'm quite looking forward to that as well, to be honest. Yeah, it's going to be like a great big Tinder date, isn't it? When you go to a Canicross <laughs> event, you'll be like, oh my God, who are all these people? It's so exciting, isn't it? You're like a Canicross celebrity. Brilliant. Okay, so fast forward a little bit. You've had an, so you've had an incredible lockdown when it's come to sales. Canicross has really taken off, which is just brilliant, isn't it? Um, and then you first came into my world in January 2021, didn't you, when you came and joined the challenge? So 
what I would love to know um, is what you, you know, what kind of compelled you to do the challenge and what made you think about, you know, how did you feel about publicity and putting yourself out there, particularly given that you're in a position where your business was already like, you know, you were rocking, weren't you? So what made you do the challenge and why did you kind of want to kind of knuckle down and get some publicity? I, I think it was it was the fact that I could see um, I could connect with people that were already in my community or were sort of in the 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 periphery of that community because people would sort of feed them towards me um but I started thinking about you know how can I actually reach the people that are struggling a little bit more so for example I know a lot of people can cross with rescue dogs and um because of the lockdown, there's a lot of people who have got quite under-socialised dogs. There are people that have got rescue dogs when they might not necessarily have, have got a dog. But because of the lockdown, I know the increase in, in dog ownership, pet ownership in general, but dog ownership particularly, has rocketed. And there are going to be people who are, are sort of worried about exercising their dog in public if their dog isn't as sociable as they would have liked because, you know, they, maybe they're nervous or anxious. And it's those sort of people that I wanted to, to reach out to to say, you know, Canny Cross is a, a fantastic way to exercise your dog where you don't have to worry about them running off. You don't have to worry about them sort of doing anything to another dog and really for the most part you don't have to worry about somebody else's dog either because you've got that element of control because they're attached to you um and I wanted to try and find a way to to publicize not not really myself as a company but actually the sport and then obviously you know if people discover the sport of canny cross hopefully they would come to me if it was me that they discovered it through uh, for all their kit and things but um it was it's more about like raising the profile of canny cross and trying to get more people to to understand that there there are options if you've got a dog that you can't let off the lead or you've got a nervous dog or you know and there's a community that actually welcome um people that have sort of less social dogs because they understand it you know myself I've I've had a couple of reactive dogs and so you you go to an event and you don't get judged for that which is something that you know really led me to do more that was how I got really into it was because I didn't I didn't feel sort of judged as I had in other circles where my dog had sort of created merry hell and people had sort of looked at me like I was a uh, terrible dog owner. So oh, that was the point in in looking into the publicity. I wanted to to reach a sort of a wider audience um, and just sort of get the idea of Canny Cross out there a bit more and and who could take part really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to think about that because we can sometimes be so involved in the in the communities that we are in and we don't think about people outside. But actually, you're right. Like I've written about rescue dogs and the benefits of Canny Cross myself before we before we worked together. Um, and you know it is about reaching people outside of your own community that you might feel comfortable with um, but you know getting that message out there to every dog owner and I know some of the publications that you've been in have been really mainstream so that has meant that you've you know you've been able to reach you know regular regular dog owners or just people who who might just be thinking of something different to do with their dog who aren't runners who aren't mega sporty but who actually can discover that this brilliant sport can help help their dog and help them be socialised and help them feel more confident, which there's just so many benefits of Canicross, aren't there? So 
just absolutely great to be getting it out there and and seeing you know how it can help our how, how it can help us and our dogs particularly as you say in lockdown when we couldn't you know for so long we've not been able to go out very much and you want to be with your dog don't you so and then obviously yeah. we have the safety element but we'll talk about that in a moment um what I wanted to ask as well is if you'd had any press coverage before or how you went about and also how you went about getting your the word out there about what you do before we did the challenge and before you started working on publicity. <laughs> so so before I was involved with you, I did not have a clue. Uh, you know, I'll hold my hand up. It was not something that I'd I'd thought about pursuing. I had no structure to the way that um, I would have gone about it. And I'd had a few bits of publicity. So, for example, um, I run an event, which is a dog triathlon called uh, TriDog. And a couple of um, of triathlon magazines had picked up on that. And then, you know, a couple of sort of bigger um, publications had had gone with it from there. And so I'd had a, a bit of publicity around that I'd had a bit of publicity through a couple of running magazines when Canny Cross was a bit more um a bit more of a novelty back when I first started but I had no structure and I had no real sort of um no real plan for it but I I felt like I wanted to and that was why I, I sort of took part in your challenge and I could see that you were you know, very experienced with guiding people in this, but in a way that um, I could get on board with because I don't, I don't have time for a lot of um, fluff and bluster. And you were just very direct, very to the point. And I think you put everything in a way that made it um, very simple. I could see it would be very simple for me to just um, produce bits of, um, you know, pitches and things that I could use to to help get the publicity and you know I think the results speak for themselves really for all the publicity that I've had since I signed up to your membership yes you have done you have done very well um so I would love I think it would just be really helpful actually for you to just share some of the places that you've been featured well, I mean, it, it started. I I didn't think it would it would happen so quickly. Um, but you helped me to get in the sun. And um, for people that that don't know what a backlink is, they're quite important for uh, your website. And the sun actually put a, a really strong backlink in that article. It was a competition to win Canny Cross Kit because. I wanted to reach people who had perhaps not started. So that was the first thing, which was in February. And um, you can actually sort of look into back ends of websites and see how valuable that link is. And it is a very valuable backlink that I got from that article. Um, I then went on and a competition that I wouldn't have known about if it hadn't have been for, for your group was the Small Business Sunday, which is run by... Theopathetis, and that gives you a great coverage on Twitter. And yeah, I actually won one of his um, Small Business Sunday competitions. So I am an SBS winner now, which also opens up the door for a lot of other sort of connections, um, not just obviously with pet businesses, but all over the place. So again, a much wider audience than I had ever really been exposed to in my niche before. And then the following month, it just, uh, you know, I went on and uh, I got an article um, that you uh, 
got for me in the Daily Mail about keeping your dog safe. It was slightly obscure in terms of the Canny Cross connection, but actually really relevant because people were talking about dog thefts a lot. And the the journalist who did that article said, you know, it's a great way to keep your dog safe by being connected to your dog. And it is. So it, it was relevant to what was going on in the news at the time and just again, made made my company reach um, a whole load of um, other people that wouldn't necessarily have otherwise known about canine trail time. So I was really thrilled with that as well. I've done a couple of Instagram lives with some other people that are in the membership because one of the things that, um, you know, you promote and everybody gets on board with is is really helping each other out and promoting each other, which is one of the things that I love about the, the community is how how much people do sort of work with each other and, and work um, to, to give each other publicity. So um, I was on a podcast as well uh, called Pup Talk, which was great. And that was talking about the hydrotherapy um, because it's it's very much connected to you know fit and active dogs, so um, there's a really good crossover there. Um, I've done things with Becky from Canine Nation articles for her, and you know that's another platform where I think a lot of pet owners are, are going to be going now because uh, Becky's got amazing plans for the Canine Nation app. And um, I'm thrilled to be sort of involved with her, which wouldn't have come about had I not been in the, in the membership. So just another benefit, really. And then again, recently, I've had some some really good print articles, which are on the back of um, pitches, which um, obviously I, I put together the pitch and and got in touch with the journalists, but all from your lessons because you know in in your classes we get taught how how to present things that journalists will find interesting and relevant so I've been in trail running magazine which is one of my favorite trail running um, magazines I've actually got a subscription to that and they did a piece on the equipment um, and and again got a fantastic backlink for that and then this month, Edition Dog Magazine, they have been amazing. And they ran a, a really big piece on Canny Cross, which I just am blown away by because they, I mean, they've really brought to the forefront the benefits of Canny Cross. Um, and, and I was on the phone to the journalist for over an hour with that one. So I wasn't sure quite how much she would use, but she's used loads of it. And I am so, so pleased with that article. And it's there in print. And uh, yeah, very exciting. And then again, you've, you've managed to get me in the sun again alongside Victoria Pendleton. Um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I couldn't really have asked for any more in that period. It's just yeah. been one thing after another. And um, it's, it's now something that I think has become part of what I do on a, on a weekly and monthly basis. Mm-hmm. And I've realised the importance of of just doing little tasks that, you know, and, and, and trying different things, um, looking for different ways to approach people and reaching a bigger audience. So it's just been amazing. Now you've done really well and you do at the end of the day, you know, I do say, okay, here's a template and this is what you need to do. And these are people I'd recommend, but you, you have to do the work. So, um, you know, and you turn up, you, if you don't turn up live, you always watch on the catch up, you always chuck yourself into everything. So you are the person who's done all that work. Um, and I just, you know, I love, 
I love how you work. I love that you just take the bit and run with everything that you that you do. Um, and I think it's brilliant. And I also wanted to say as well, when you were chatting there and you were saying that, you know, you did say at one point that it doesn't take that long. It's on the list of things that you do every month. I really want to get across like we have, you know, we have so much to do when it comes to promoting our businesses, don't we? Like social media, writing our blogs, doing our emails, what everything, you know, I've got this podcast and it can be overwhelming. And when people think if I've got to put publicity on that list of things to do, it can just sometimes feel like, oh, God, I can't take on one more thing. But would you, what would you say when it comes to getting, you know, doing the kind of publicity side of it, you know, when it comes to how much time it takes, what would you, what's your, what's been your experience of that? Um, I have been pleasantly surprised. I mean, you know how much I take on and how much time I spend on everything. We were chatting just before the podcast about how, you know, there is an awful lot going on because the, the hydrotherapy business has really um, taken off since everything's opened up again. And I wasn't sure when I did the challenge whether I would have the time. But as I mentioned, because I could see that the way that you you teach is, is to, to sort of get the best out of the, the smallest amount of time, for me, it, it doesn't take that long. You just work through the tasks um, and, you know, sp- spend small concentrated amounts of time on whatever it is that you want to focus on. And once you've done it, so once you've done, for example, um, one pitch, you've got the idea then of of what you need to do for another. And it really doesn't take very long at all to then rework that. And, you know, one of the things that you teach is about um, repurposing content. And obviously, I'd done some of that before with all the blogs and you can repurpose blogs into social media content. But I think the way that you make it accessible and and really you know you just need to do this this and this is what you can do and give ideas and suggestions means that again you you end up doing you know one piece of work that you can use and rework and so actually the amount of time that you spend doing it it's not any more than I would have done anyway because I've already written the blogs and I, I have to do the social media and so you just tie it all in and it doesn't take that much longer. So yeah. for anyone who's thinking about it, you know, it might feel like another task. But trust me, if I can fit it in, you can fit it in. <laughs> yeah. And you are like a complete, you know, you are a total powerhouse whirlwind. So many, <laughs> so many you just you just get so much done. It's incredible. Um, and what would you say has been the impact of you raising your profile um, with publicity and I know you've done we've talked about lots of different things from magazines to websites to um, collaborations to social media to awards what's been the impact of that? I think the the main thing and and probably what I was aiming to do with it was was to encourage more people to get involved and I think that has happened but from my perspective um you know, yes, that's that's what drives me is to get more people involved. But I wanted to to position myself as you know the expert. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's something that you know it takes quite a long time to be confident enough to to get to that point. But when you start speaking to people 
about what you're passionate about and about what drives you. You know, when I was speaking to the edition dog journalist, um, she said you can really tell how much you love what you do and how involved you are and how passionate you are about it. And I think that just then fuels you to sort of say, yes, you know, I do love this. And, and I, I have got a lot of information that I can, I can give to people. And, and, you know, it does position you as an expert when you start getting the coverage and you start, you know, talking to people about what it is that you do when they don't necessarily, you know, have that same experience and, and, and know the things that you think are sort of, for me, it's every day, but for for everybody else, it's something new. So, you know, I, if I make that information available to them, then obviously it puts me in a position where I am the expert. And that was what I wanted to do with the publicity, really, was to, to set myself aside as somebody that people could come to to find out more about Canny Cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love what you said there. Um, and there's a few other people who I've spoke to over the years who've said, similar that we can think and you know I kind of count myself a little bit in this because we all worry we all get imposter syndrome don't we and we all think oh do we really know this or like I'm, I'm not saying that you don't know anything about Connor Cross by any stretch here but <laughs> but when you are when you go and you might go you know you've been featured in really big publications and that I mean the edition dog piece was like six pages it was incredible wasn't it yeah. if that isn't going to fuel your self-belief and position you as an expert then I do not know what is like (laughs) um so I think the self-belief and the confidence that comes from being featured in big publications or collaborating with people who you really admire um that really does help with our self-belief and it helps with our expert positioning and I know there is so much that we can do to position ourselves as an expert you know like this podcast is an example um you know where I'm sharing like what my area of expertise is but being featured by that third party, that third, that journalist, that publication, that third party validation just kind of skyrockets it really, doesn't it? And I think um, I think a lot of people find it, think, oh, I couldn't get in a newspaper, I couldn't get in a magazine or on the radio or whatever. And they think it's really scary and overwhelming and they chug away at social media. But actually, it doesn't take that long to do. And when you do it, it is it really does so much for your confidence, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I feel... I feel like until until this year, um, I always knew that, you know, I wanted to share all the information, but I was never really comfortable with the term expert. Mm-hmm. And and now, you know, it's really hard because you don't want to be big headed and you feel like really awkward. But actually, compared to everybody else, with my experience, I am an expert. And it's it's very hard to sort of just um to, to have the confidence to say that but yes I think that being featured in all these um different publications and having the the publicity does give you the the confidence boost to just say yes you know I featured here and you know they they enjoyed what I had to say and they shared it and that gives me the the confidence to think that yes you know what I've got to share is valuable so yeah absolutely it makes you more confidence in what you're doing yeah no, it does really elevate you in in what you do whatever field you're in um but I think it really does make a difference um so what would you say to anyone who's thinking about you know trying to get press coverage where you know whether they're going to be able to find the time whether it's worthwhile um you know should they should they invest their time and I'm not I don't want this to sound like a big in sales pitch for what I do it's not that at all 
speaking to bear in mind that people can go on my website or come and do my challenge or whatever and they can go and learn how to get press coverage if they want to focus on it if you were talking to somebody and they were kind of on the fence as to whether to focus on get, getting in the press what would your advice be to them I think the first thing that I would do um, and I know you've just said you don't want it to be a sales pitch but your cha- <laughs> your challenge your five-day challenge was just so useful for getting that focus and and really seeing because what you what you learn in that five days is enough for you to go off and and do it yourself and so um the value of that I think because you've got a wider group as well um which I'm also a part of and I've seen the publicity that some of the people in that group who who haven't actually gone on to your membership like I have but just from the five-day challenge have got because um, the support that you give and the structure that you give in that five-day challenge is enough for people to go and get the first bits of publicity themselves. And if they actually just follow the instructions, I mean, I you know, it's it, why do you need to reinvent the wheel? You you know what works and you're telling people what works. So it's amazing to then, you know, tell tell that to people so that they can go away and, and see the results from the, for themselves. And then if, like me, you want to take that further, then you've got that other option to join the membership. And I think the not just what you learn in the membership, but also it's that community of entrepreneurs, the, the pet businesses. And I think that was where I really found my, my sort of space was being among other people that were like me. And I hadn't really come across that because my business is very niche. And I, I was every time I sort of thought about getting publicity or being in a, in a sort of a, a group situation, I was like, well, that's not relevant to me because yeah. my business is so niche. Whereas, you know, these are all pet businesses. So we, we all have our niche and it's, it's just a really good community to be part of, um, to learn from and, and to be involved in really. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying such lovely things as well. And I'm, I'm, you know, I just absolutely buzz off seeing all the stuff that people in the paid program do. But also, like you just mentioned there, people who've done the done the challenge, like one of the girls, Jessie, um, she got four pieces of really good press coverage for her her dog lead that she'd created. And that was I was so chuffed last week when she posted about it. It was like this is brilliant. So. You're absolutely right. People go and do the challenge and they they don't come on to work with me, but you can, you know, you can totally go and do this stuff with the challenge. The difference between going into the program is that you have more access to me. You've got the accountability and you've got the, well, you've basically got the calls where I can give you feedback and, you know, the, I think also the community does kind of drive people as well, doesn't it? Because I think there is a bit of FOMO and if you see other people doing well it drives you like I know we're really similar in personality aren't we but that kind of that slight competitive edge does yeah. keep you on your toes doesn't it? <laughs> it it absolutely does when you see other people are doing things you think right okay I you know if, if I haven't done my my bits that I need to do for the week it's like you know you see everybody else getting their publicity and you think right I've sat on my laurels for a bit too long I need to you know pop that in and and literally you know I've had stuff that I've put out it's an email it's taken me five minutes and it's a rework of a pitch that I'd done previously and you send it off and I don't know three four five weeks later somebody comes back to you and goes by the way we'd like to use this and you're like 
okay, what do you want, you know, more information? And I've had a couple of bits and pieces that I haven't mentioned in, in the list that I reeled off earlier um, that, you know, people have got back to me and I've featured in online stuff and, and it's, it, you know, it's taken me five minutes to do that email. So, yeah, it's, um, it's absolutely worth just being aware of, of what you can do, how to do it and, and learning the basics because even if you don't want to go into it in too much depth, just doing something, even, you know, once a month will be useful for your business. Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you have any tips that you um, that have worked for you that you'd like to share with other people who are kind of thinking about working on the publicity? What would your kind of top tip be? I think don't be afraid to put your personality into the things that you're doing. Um, I know that it took me a long time to wrestle between do I want to be seen as you know a sort of a top professional business that's you know there's no sort of errors and it it was really it was a struggle to sort of make that decision but I think what works better in terms of publicity is actually just being the person that you are and you know having the the ability to accept that sometimes things go wrong and people relate to that more and definitely publicity is about being relatable people don't necessarily want to hear oh you know oh my business is just fantastic and I'm just amazing and nothing ever goes wrong people actually do want to see the other side of things as well in in what you're putting out there so it's worth um for example um in any in any um like content that you write for um articles and things is actually saying you know I have made mistakes and things like that so that people can relate to you and people can realize that you know it's it's I think that is the main thing about um, publicity for businesses is is getting people to see that, you know, you are a person and, and um, you're not sort of untouchable. Mm-hmm. And, and so I would say don't be afraid to put your personality into the things that you're doing because that's what people will buy into, basically. Yeah, it's really true. And it's also what journalists will buy into as well because journalists want to write about real people with personalities and stories and they don't want... Yeah, okay. They do write about polished people as well, obviously. But when, as a small business owner, they want you to be real and relatable and approachable and and accessible as well. I was talking about this the other day. Um, so you know, you're not you're not kind of hidden behind a, a posh PR company. If they want to, you know, if somebody wants to find out about Canicross, they pick up the phone to K9 Trail Time and they get you at the other end, don't they? Yeah. And that's great. And okay, I know you're very busy, but it's brilliant that you can do that. And I think as a small business owner, you've got a real advantage when it comes to getting getting media coverage um, because you are people. People have got a direct line to you. So when that when, you know, in your situation, you've got your name all over the Internet as a Canacross expert. Whenever journalists are researching and writing, they can literally pick up the phone and get straight through to you. And that's that leads to more opportunities and more exposure and more of the good stuff that keeps you so busy that you work 14 hour days (laughs) (laughs) yes (laughs) brilliant okay so I know how busy you are um, and I'm really grateful for you to really grateful that you've taken the time to chat to me as well for the podcast but um, I'd love to know I'm going to say what's next for you with canine trail time and connective but then it'll be like oh my gosh there's probably about 500 things that you're going to be doing next but (laughs) 
in a nutshell, what's going to, what are you looking forward to? What, what, what's the next kind of big thing that you're doing in your business? So I think, I think the next big thing is, is trying to, to make um, what I do even more accessible. So yeah, you know, everything has gone online in terms of um, people buying things and people doing things, but I would also like to um, start sort of providing more training online as well mm-hmm. so that people can actually see videos and learn things um, without having to be in in person as much as I, I love that in person um, like I said to you you know I get requests for people why don't you come here why don't you come there and I, I am only one person and I only have sort of a, a finite amount of time to to be able to go and travel and you know sometimes I like to just stay at home and do things with my own dogs and not go anywhere <laughs> And, and so I'm looking into making things um, a little bit more accessible online in terms yeah. of training. So watch this space for, yeah, online online courses, online trainings. That's definitely what I am geared up towards and have been gearing up towards over the, the lockdown to, to bring mm-hmm. to bring what I do to more people when I can't be there in person, basically. Yeah. Really exciting time for you, Emily, and I'm really looking forward to um, supporting you in every way that I can with taking things online as well, because, yeah, I can't wait to see what you do next. So really exciting. Thank you. And thank you for all your support so far, because it is it is just a fantastic community to be in. And, and I wouldn't have done any of it without your challenge in January. So I'm, I'm so pleased I made that decision to to join in and then sign up. So, yeah, thank you. Oh, thanks so much. Um, and just I did mean to ask you this earlier, but the final thing that I wanted to ask you as well, because I know you provided the stat to me, but can you tell us a bit about like, the kind of impact on sales as well? Because I know you've had, um, I know you've gathered some stats over, from, I don't know if it was from 2019, but anyway, if you can give us a little bit of an indication of the sales impact, that would be really helpful. Um, for, for me, I know I, I did a comparison with um, January 2020, which was obviously before we locked down. And January tends to be a busy month for me anyway, because it's the new year, new me, and people start taking up new things in terms of fitness. So Canning Cross has always been one of those things that tends to get um, taken up in January. So I used a busy month, a normal busy month from 2020 and compared it with 2021 when we were locked down. And I think I had a 52% increase in sales Mm -hmm. on on the website. Um, And actually that was a a 52% increase overall. So Mm -hmm. I would have been at events in January that I would have taken money, but that was that was just it was a 52% increase overall, and that was only with my takings in 2021 was online Mm -hmm. because we were locked down so it was a big um it was a big uh increase in sales and the only way that I can sort of explain it is that you know more people have been doing their research online and and that's why I'm sort of going for more online stuff so I can catch those people in the future yeah that's why we do all this stuff isn't it and I know it's a lot of work that we have to do to make ourselves be visible online, but it is definitely worth it, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Brilliant. Okay, well, Emily, it's been awesome talking to you. Thank you so much for all of the lovely things that you've said and for sharing your story, also sharing some really good tips as well. Um, And yeah, 
I really appreciate you coming on the show. Can you tell us where people can find out more about you and your various things? And I will put all the links for Emily in the show notes as well. If you can just say them out loud, that'd be really helpful. So my website is www.caninetrailtime.com. Um, I also have a blog which you can link through there because I can never remember it. It's, it's supposed to be being linked to my website this year, um, but uh, that's taking a little bit of time to integrate the blog. There's so much on there. Um, and then there is Canactive, um, which is C-A-N and then active, um, www.canactive.co.uk. And that's for the hydrotherapy. So if anyone is within um, a sort of a driving distance of Tewkesbury, that's where our centre is. And um, well, actually, I probably shouldn't be encouraging that because we've got so many new clients coming on anyway. We're <laughs> going to be fully booked. But yeah, if you want to take a look at the other side of what I do, that's that's the link for that. Brilliant. Okay. Well, Emily, thank you. It's been awesome talking to you. Thanks so much for coming on the show and I will look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.